Keep your radio dial right here. You're locked into the hottest news station on the planet. Hot 702.5 in FM Sound. Hi. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? All your favorite artists. Check it out. Say my name. DJ Khaled. This is Mila J. Bruno Mars. On Hot702.5FM.com. Bugsy Siegel, the Playboy mobster. With movie star looks. He's known as Baby Blue Eyes. He had this rough edge around him, and that's what women loved about him. Bugsy is no matinee idol. He's a vicious gangster with a psychopath's lust for murder. Ben Siegel wasn't a make pretend tough guy, he was an out and out killer. Bugsy was the ultimate alpha male. He was driven by power, money, status, and sex. This mobster visionary will transform a dusty town in the middle of nowhere into a glittering symbol of the Mafia. He wanted to become the king of this new glamorous land. But he stops playing by the Mafia's rules. There was a pecking order in the Mafia, and the mob does not like to be screwed over. Bugsy stumbles into his own deadly nightmare. It's an absolute death sentence. It's totally unforgivable. But Bugsy's legend as the founder of Las Vegas lives on forever. But Bugsy Siegel's Las Vegas dream finally came true. If he'd lived to see it, the poor boy from Brooklyn might have ended up one of the richest men in the world. He bought 800 acres of desert near his Flamingo Resort. Do you know what that 800 acres is now? It's the Las Vegas Strip. At its peak value, that much of the Strip could have been worth over $27 billion. That was part of Benny's vision. He saw it. He saw what was going to happen. That's why he bought the land. Sin City will forever be linked to the legend of a blue-eyed and charming killer who thought he was above the Mafia code and out of reach of its most heinous bosses. Las Vegas should have a giant statue of Benny Siegel right smack dab in the Las Vegas Strip because without them, it would not have been. Welcome back to episode three or show three. My name is Mary Beth. And I'm Coach Carter. All right, so today we're going to be talking about um, the founding father of Las Vegas, Mr. Benny Bugsy Siegel. So I learned early on that Bugsy did not like Bugsy at one point. (laughs) No, because it's. Like everybody, you know. Everybody idolized him as, you know, the American mobster, but he didn't like the name Bugsy. No, because it came from um, a translation of another word, which in uh, English means bed bug. Oh, wow. So it meant crazy as a bed bug. But I guess um, most mobsters didn't like... um, their nicknames anyway so they weren't allowed no one liked their names so you weren't allowed to actually call them that anyways so i think him um being one of the first mobsters to be 
publicized in the media and for the crimes that he committed and was charged for the name Bugsy became a stigma for him yeah the um the what do you call it the media definitely ran with it they're the ones who you know he was the the mob's playboy he was the first like out and showboat slash like mobster slash celebrity i guess it got to be cool that you can go anywhere and be accepted as a, a, a mobster or a gangster. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if it was necessary that people, well, I mean, the women, they liked him. They, everyone said that Bugsy was like the, the hottest thing in town, but I think most people were scared of him. Like he killed his friends and stuff. So. I mean, he did create the infamous Murder, Inc. You know. I just learned about Murder, Inc. I did not know that's where that was bitten from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Irv Gotti and Ja Rule, yeah, they came up with the label from Bugsy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that when I was I was uh, looking at it. I was like, what? What does Ja Rule have to do with any of this? And right. I, I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea that it was, like, something that was, der- like, derivative from that. So Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. I also didn't, um, maybe it's just my ignorance, I didn't understand that, um, I know he was Jewish. Right. I didn't know back then, I mean, I went to a primarily Jewish high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, any holiday, the whole school was gone. It was just us regular kids there. But, um, so that's kind of where my idea, it was, you know, just the richer kids, you know, nice cars, stuff like that. I didn't know there was such like a darker side of the Jewish community where, like, they went into the mob. Yeah, the the term ghetto comes from (laughs) poverty in Jewish communities, and that's one thing Bugsy went through. His family didn't grow up rich. Yeah. Um, They grew up very poor um, as a Jewish kid in New York, and he ended up homing in on who he was and, and started becoming a gangster at a young age, like 12 years old. Yeah, he was he muscling people out of money. I thought that was the... Okay, so it's not funny. Yes, he, like, messed people's stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I really thought it was funny that he would go to the pushcart people and threaten them. And they're like, he was like, you need safety. You need to hire me. And they're like, safety from what? And if they questioned him, he'd be like, safety, and boom. And he'd just light their whole cart on fire. It was like, yeah. you need safety from me. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's not funny, I know. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. I mean, just to have this arrogance, uh, even as a young kid, it seemed yeah. like he already knew who he was destined to be. Well, they were all friends at such a young age. Like, mm-hmm. they were all, like, all the, the big, pl- who ended up being big players they met su- at such a young age, mm-hmm. and it was just crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize how far back they went. I didn't understand either that they didn't get along with each other, like Jewish people and the Italians. Yeah, he ended up being so. It was a Jewish and Italian syndicate, and he ended up becoming the spokesperson for it. Um, yeah, they end up starting to work together, so that's how you had the Italian and the Jewish mob working together. Yeah, and Bugsy was the face of it. Yeah, um, and it worked. Um, I.e., this is how he ended up having the money to go into Las Vegas and do what he did. Yeah, 
man, it was crazy. He he made he killed off two of the um, the major mob bosses for Luciano, and he became too hot in New York. Mm-hmm. And so um, they had actually went to his office and dropped a bomb down because um, you couldn't get in any other way. He had men everywhere. He was really good with security, but they dropped a bomb down his chimney in his office and it blew up. He lived, but after that, um, Luciano was like, no, you're like, you're worth too much to me. Right. So he sent him out to California. Yeah. Um, you know, what the kids today, what they say, um, we don't respect the snitches. Bugsy was considered a snitch in certain communities because he ended up going to IRS and telling on one of the other mob bosses, which caused people coming after him to try to kill him. Oh, really? I didn't I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon was the other mob boss, and so on record, it's known that he went to IRS and, and snitched on him to kind of get him in trouble and become bigger, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that um, he had killed him. Yeah, the guys who um, the mob boss sent out to him, he ended up coming back and killing them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, yeah, so after that, he went out to California, and he took over. They wanted to take over the California um, racketeering that was going on with the horse races and Mm -hmm. all of that. So then that is when he went out there and basically told them, like, I want... I want this. And mm. they said, okay, so just don't kill us. Was he involved in, I don't know, I know he was involved with horse racing and, and you know, he had his own game, but he, was he involved in bootlegging? Uh, yeah, they said until until it was legalized. Yeah, he was, in, bootlegging was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, horse races. He met a, a Hollywood star out um in LA named Virginia Hill Mm -hmm. and it was said that him and her um because she was you know a flashy almost like a Marilyn Monroe almost (sighs) I mean okay every okay look I'm not I'm not dragging this lady Uh but everyone said that she was drop dead gorgeous and when I saw her I was I mean she's pretty Mm -hmm. but I mean was she holed up in today's no okay yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, she'd be so basic. Maybe it was her charisma and how she, she was a party girl. Maybe demanded the presence was. when she walked in the room, and you know something grabbed Bugsy eye, right? Um, yeah. So she was. She didn't give a crap. So she. Mm. They said the appeal to him and her with her was you know because he was married. He was married. He had kids. It was said that Bugsy liked to have the um the whole home life. Like, he wanted the traditional life, but he also wanted his side pieces. Yeah. Which ended up getting him killed, but that's for later on. But, um, yeah, so the appeal to that was she didn't care. Like, he could go and have whoever he wanted to have on the side, including his wife and whoever else, and she, it was like, whatever. I wonder what his net worth was at 21. When he was 21... I was reading that he ended up having, um, he owned a home, and he bought a condo at the um, Waldorf Astoria in, in New York. Yeah. Um, which was not cheap. It's, it wasn't cheap then and definitely not cheap now. Right. The Waldorf is, is the Waldorf. Right. right. However you see it is like the rich 
and famous, that's what it is still today. So, so. 21 years old, Bugsy had all of this money, purchasing property, um, known as a mob figure in mm -hmm. New York, everywhere he went. It's yeah. almost like he was a rapper. Like if he dropped a, if he would have dropped the verse, he did a, um, he did a what do you call it a screenplay? Like he did the, mm -hmm. he tried out or whatever. Some so some places say that they just didn't like how he he acted, like he wasn't any good. Mm -hmm. um, some places, some sources say that um, what do you call it? The Chicago mob mm -hmm. was, you know, they all went, they were all in on the the whole acting scene as well for, for some reason even they even bugsy had some kind of like extras scheme going on mm -hmm. but um so they said that the chicago mob blocked it like even if his screen his screenplay did go good or it's because they didn't get along with the new york mob or right okay. so the chicago mob was like nah Okay. Not for us. Huh. And so some some sources say that. Not everyone does. So some sources say that okay. Chicago blocked that. I absolutely think he would have been a great actor um, if he would have. I haven't seen any pictures of him in, like, color. They're mm -hmm. all black and white. And they said, like, it was his amazing baby blue eyes that were so mesmerizing. That's what got women. So I don't know. Maybe. I've only really seen mug shots and then pictures after he was dead right um he didn't like a lot of videotaping or cameras he didn't like the th that type of stuff so there's not a lot of pictures other than his mugshots really out there and i don't know he's he's cute i guess but how do you sleep at night as bugsy siegel as you know people are after you from law enforcement to other gangsters like john wick just with yeah. the fan on with <laughs> <laughs> he probably had like a gold-plated 45 right next to his pillow. So they say that he was really good with guns, but he didn't like guns. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, everywhere he lived was like a fortress, though. Mm -hmm. They said his, um, at the Flamingo even, he had bulletproof, af because of after the bombing in New York at his office, he had bulletproof windows and everything was closed off. Like, you couldn't get to him. Right. So... I think, I think okay. I mean, if something was going to happen at that point, after the initial one, I think he was, he was cautious, but he was still relaxed. But who mm. thinks to put somebody on the roof? Like, I would not think to put Back someone then. on the roof. Even <laughs> now, <Right>. what? <laughs> I'm going to put people all around the house. I mean, I guess in every... You Every know, you movie have to do they what do you have to do. To, yeah. As long as you don't have a sunlight, you should be fine. Mm -hmm. That's how they all get in. Tom, any Tom Cruise movie, he gets in through the sunlight. Right. If you don't have one, you should be cool. So, because of what he was dealing with in New York, did it make him run to Las Vegas, or was he sent by? No, uh, he was sent by Luciano. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's how they said it in the shows that I watched. Mm -hmm. um, sent him to California first to take over the West Coast, and they did pretty easily. They said they made about $8 million within, by 1942 mm, in total. Which would probably be the equivalent of $80 million maybe today. It was, yeah, it was like something like, no, nah, it was like 61 <laughs> or something like that. It was a today. bigger number, yeah. Yeah. They, it, it was huge. Um, but, yeah, so he went out there, and then... Um, they just kind of took over 
And that's how he made a big bulk of his money. Like I said, he got married, divorced, had kids. Mm-hmm. It's funny because his kids, they, I was reading um, and watching some documentaries, and mm-hmm. his daughter did one interview um, that's the only one she's ever done, and she was just like, he was my dad. Like, they didn't get to see that side of it. They never saw any of, like, the craziness with the mob and all of that. Right. They saw his temper because he was known for his temper. That's how, I mean, that's how he got his nickname. Right, but he wanted to be known as dad, yeah, nothing with, else at home with his kids. Yeah, with, right. the, with them, it was just dad. That's how they saw it, so... I wonder if you made him mad and you called him Bugsy at the wrong time, what would happen? Right? Um, if he's like, I didn't want to be, I'm I'm Benjamin. I'm pretty sure. Or Ben. They said that, yeah, they said that he didn't he didn't like that crap at all. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think. Was he, like, slapping people like Suge Knight around? Was he, like. No, he just, I mean. <laughs> if you mess with me, I'm coming in and, like, you know, smack you up a little bit. You know? No, he's killing Or did you. he just have his, like, he just kill you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he killed some of his best friends just right. to prove that he was, you know, there and he was in alliance with the mob. So Has it been a gangster that's had the notoriety like Bugsy um, come after Bugsy? I mean, the only person I could think of is John Gotti. But maybe it's I mean, others. yeah, maybe John Gotti. Right. Um, just to have that media presence back then, I don't and then think so. It, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. Well, you definitely don't see it today. I think they learned from him, though. There was a comment that um, Luciano made that he said that before his name was known, before people knew who he was, um, he didn't have any problems. And then after the flashiness came along, that's when there was issues. Okay, so. So let's go into Bugsy leaving um, New York, going to California, and mm-hmm. he, he made money for the syndicate, and then he set his eyes on Las Vegas. Um, so he actually got, what do you call it, excommunicated, I guess, mm-hmm. from um, L.A. He... So he was on trial. This guy came out. I forget his name. I don't even. I didn't even write it down. But he kind of went to take after take down the mob. Um, he got Luciano for prostitution, mm-hmm. and then he came in and um, he got Siegel for Harry Greenberg. Mm-hmm. He will the um, I'm sorry. What do you call it? The witness fell out the window miraculously just fell out the window so he was acquitted mm. but after that hollywood was still like okay this is real like he's really a he's monster really a bad guy yeah he's really a killer um we're not really messing with him the only person who was still messing with him was virginia and so him and virginia went out tour um to las vegas and that's when he was like you know they have gambling here you're allowed to do it and ventured off into that and found this guy who was in over his head um, with the flamingo and kind of just bum-rushed him and took it over. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he even got into the the front door. They wouldn't let him buy anything inside the incorporated part of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's when, um, that's when he decided to go, like I said, the, the last time, that's when he decided to go into the unincorporated part, which was paradise. And, um, they were able to, he bought, like it said in the beginning, 800 acres of land, which is now the Las Vegas strip. He would have been a billionaire. I think he could have ran any Fortune 500 company if he came in as an executive. Just because how he commanded uh, respect. Um, and he was meticulous about how he did his business. Yeah. Especially being, I'm assuming he was a millionaire at 21 just because of the property he purchased. Yeah. So to be 21. Well, yeah, they said that him and Virginia made millions off of a cocaine ring. Mm. So that's how I that's how I'm assuming that no one have, like said that's how that he made the money, but that's how I'm just assuming like that's how he funded it. Was the money that he made um when he was in Vegas or when he was in LA and he was, you know, doing all the whatever the crimes he was doing out there mm. plus the money that he made with her doing the cocaine that's how i'm assuming they didn't actually say how he got the money but um he also basically just called and told um wilkerson the guy who owned the flamingo like hey you're giving this to me he ran off to paris and bugsy had threatened him some more and he actually just signed over everything he wasn't even in the country when he signed it over to Bugsy. So Bugsy came into the project with the money, fronted the money. Yeah. But the guy didn't want to give him a certain ownership. Right. And then Bugsy basically extorted the guy until he gave Bugsy what he wanted. Yeah. Which is the flamingo. No, he just threatened him. He was like, I'm going to kill you, basically. Well... We know when he says that, this is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nine times out of ten, I think he was up to, like, 30 murders by now. <sighs> so. Have you seen the um, in the Mob Museum Bugsy's display? I've never been. Okay. I've never been, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't been um, to the Mob Museum in Las Vegas, check it out. They have a... Bugsy Siegel um, display, um, other mobsters in there too, man. It's really a, a wonderful project in the city of Las Vegas, so if you get a chance. Yeah, I want to go. I've never been, though. Yeah, they have a lot of speakeasies around Vegas, but there is one also in the Mob Museum. So. What do you mean, like an actual speakeasy? Yeah, like a bar. And, you know. Oh, the um, yeah, I saw that advertised. It's like something underground or under the under the something. I mm -hmm. forget what it was called. Oh, okay. Yeah, really cool, really cool. So it's made like a like an old school illegal. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and they have a uh, they have one in Boulder City. Yeah. Um, as well, that's similar to that. So one. are these actual? Like they used to be um, actually I, used for that? The one in Boulder I know not City. The one at the Mob Museum. Yeah, probably. not the one, in, but the one in Boulder City, yeah, was. Legit. Legit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. They're still flipping burgers there to this day. <laughs> you think they flipped burgers back then? Uh, yeah, yeah. How old are burgers? When were they invented? You know, I don't know. <laughs> we had to call. We had to call the McDonald brothers <laughs> and see when they got in the game, when they elevated the game. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely think they was cooking burgers and steaks and everything else. Maybe back then, you know, yeah. whatever the mobster wanted, you you better bring it out. You know, I would think. Well, I guess yeah. At least Benny Siegel. So, Siegel coming into um, existence well in the 30s, uh, 1930s, mm-hmm. um, and then um, doing different things around the country for the syndicate, for the Jewish-Italian syndicate, and moving on to Las Vegas, um, close to his death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he seen something there, he had a vision, the vision was working. It wasn't, though... I'm, okay, so, I mean, so the Flamingo was there. It was built. It was the only one of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, there was casinos here, but I kind of think of them as like Dotties. That's really what they were. <laughs> I got a good deal at Dotties before, but we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't live in Vegas, Dotties is, what's a nice way to A dive it? bar casino. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can get free play and buy cigarettes, that's all I know. And, you know, <laughs> glass of Hennessy for a very low price. There you go. <laughs> um, so they're just questionable places to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how all of the casinos were back then. They were just little, you know, dive bars with the slot machines in it or whatever. I guess slot machines. I I didn't look them up, but I want to see, like, what a slot machine looked like back then. Because now it's all computerized and videos, and some of them are even 3D. Yeah, I don't gamble, but, yeah, I'm I'm hooked on the sound of the (laughs) – just going through. I know the sound, which machines make what. I don't like to play and lose money, but, you know, now if you go to the casino – like, can you imagine walking in a casino and there's no sound, like, from the machines? No. Right? <laughs> right. That'd be so weird. It'd be just weird. <laughs> it would just be like... <gasps> right. It would just be a bunch of cigarette boxes. It's like you just step back in time, you know. That would be interesting. I mean, but that's what it's like if you were deaf and you walked in one. Yeah. That's crazy. I never thought about that. That would be weird. It would be very weird. So, um, so yeah, so Bugsy, he, he got lucky. So Meyer Lansky was a friend of his, who also happened to be the accountant of the mob. And, and he was also very wealthy, yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to cover him in the, mm-hmm. another episode. He's, he's got his own, yeah, his own crazy story. But so he, I mean, it's like having a friend at the bank. You know, you go up and you need a home loan, and they're like, boom, approved. So he just, like, kept approving him for a lot of money. And it was originally supposed to only cost a million dollars. But, um, you know, a couple months in, we're already at four million. And he just kept having to go back and go back and go back and ask for more money. They said that he put Virginia in charge of, um, like, interior decorating and I think that's that's the worst idea ever. Mm-hmm. Why would you give a Hollywood starlet um, the authority to do interior decorating? 
that's going to be the most expensive toilet you've ever sat on. Like, she's just going to go over the top spending on everything. And especially if you have just money to burn, you know, literally. Well, yeah, I think you're you you're more free with it when it's not your money. You're just like, yeah, charge it. So um, they said he kept changing everything. They would build everything out, and he would, nope, I don't want it. They would totally go back, and they would change it again. And um, he just kept spending money like that. But also the mob, the reason why he got in so much trouble with them is they said that he would tell them that one thing cost $100,000. Well, he would take 50 of that, and he would keep it. Mm -hmm. And um, they said that Virginia was making frequent trips, you know, back to um, Switzerland, back and forth. She's not from Switzerland. She has no ties to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So she was going back and forth, and what they eventually thought was she's taking the money and she's putting it in a Swiss bank account and hiding it from them. So the money that they're sending him to create the Flamingo and put the money into it, he's actually taking half, which is why it took two years to get, you know, going. But, I mean... Was Virginia taking money from Bugsy or was... No, for him. For him, okay. So she yeah. was going hiding money that he was getting from yeah. other mobs. So let's say the pipes needed to be done. Mm-hmm. He would tell them it's a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. It was really only like fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. So he would pay fifty thousand, or he wouldn't even pay the whole thing off, and he would just take a portion for him. Mm-hmm. So Meyer Lansky, his friend, was actually doing the books for the whole project and was like, "Hey, something's not adding up," and so he kind of told on him in a way and got him in trouble but um he also saved him as well he talked luciano into like giving him another chance and he's like hey maybe he can pay everything back with you know the success of the hotel because it was the only one like it and so um, it bought him a little more time but the problem was is bugsy his celebrity and his connections and all of that got to his head and it's really what got him killed. His his pig-headedness and his, his just, like, he was so into himself. And he thought he was bigger than what he really was. And he didn't understand, like, hey, you're still under a mob boss. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're out here and you're doing this project. But it's like a franchise project. You're not Because he never was, like, where he became a Don and over a family. He was more so like a capo, right? He was. um, Because he was hired as a hit man for certain jobs. They described it as his right-hand man. Okay. Luciano's right-hand man. Okay. But But I never heard anybody describe him as an underboss, but more so like a capo. Yeah. I I don't. I've never seen The Godfather. Mm -hmm. I have no idea the names of the titles of everyone but yeah he was like nobody official but he was like the go-to guy i thought it was interesting that he had a connection or had i don't how do you call somebody back then but his connection to benito mussolini who benito mussolini (laughs) who was a dictator around the time hitler was also trying to be um he had contact with him and tried to sell him weapons a lot of people say that he just wanted to get to next to Benito Mussolini to... For the power? Well, not for the power, but to assassinate him himself. To gain more power politically in the United States. What? I mean, but what does that do? 
Well, it cleans up your record if you're known if if your name is you know mud or bugs or whatever, and people are not really dealing with you from him trying to get out of that monster life and maybe go into another life of um, owning a casino or Hollywood acting. You want to try to clean the slate in some type of way, and I, I think he felt like maybe he would have been rewarded if he did such a thing. But. But Nito Mussolini actually turned him down, and he was like, no, I don't want to buy guns with you. He never yeah. kind of met with him for that. But but how would killing him help him in America? Well, at the time, you know, you're talking about these dictators who was um, in World War Two and going into that. So yeah. if you're able to get to one of the Italian dictators that the United States did not like at the time, yeah. then he maybe would have got granted immunity from charges that he had. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So he would have been like... Because he wanted to clean his name because he wanted to be Benjamin. He didn't want people to call him Bugsy. I think he wanted to just get out of that stigma and become a whole different person. Maybe the family man with Virginia. So he wanted to be known as James Bond instead? Almost. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like. It sounds <laughs> like right, man. It I sounds would love like to a hitman. I know it's movies I mean, out like there, but it seemed like we need to have this redone and a movie about his life, right? Oh, Bugsy? Yeah. I never saw the Bugsy movie, the one with, um, is it Ray Liotta? Who played him? Oh, I don't know, but that's one of my favorite actors, too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was him, but yeah, I never, I didn't see it. So I don't know. I don't know based on like what I know now and versus the movie, like how they did. Yeah, because people know the figure. They see his image on a shirt and say, we know he was a gangster, but yeah, who can come across and portray him in a movie? Like, who do you think that can portray him in a movie and have that appeal with people like, oh, he was much more than a gangster. They need, I don't know, who has blue eyes? Thor. Thor? What's that guy's name? Um, Hemsworth. Okay. Not like Miley Cyrus's ex, mm-hmm. but like the other guy, his brother. Okay, okay. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just going based on blue eyes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can add contacts to somebody. <laughs> no, they have Give them blue eyes. I'll know they're fake. Maybe like a new actor. But uh, yeah, yeah. But a, n- a new actor like That's new. that's like the actor's game like to like make you feel like when you see them they are that character, right? Whether they got to dress up and No. Be this actor. You no. want somebody to actually look like Bugsy. I think like s- the, it, I think I think that Jennifer Lopez looked like Selena. That's kind of bad like even with the guy who portrayed the Tupac, right? Like, he he almost got typecast. He can't he can play other movies, but he can't play other movies and people not see him as Tupac. No, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, know who screwed his Ice Cube son, right? Like, I don't care who, I don't care what other show that you try to go and do. Like, you literally look like your dad. You Absolutely. look like Ice Cube acting as someone else. Sound like him. <laughs> yeah, look like, like him. You know. He can definitely play like a spinoff of um, um, 
NWA um, movie, and then like if it went into Ice Cube being a solo artist, then his son can play that role for sure. Does he get to do like parts of Are You There Yet too? Or are we there yet? I don't know, but hey, there might be something he need to look into remaking it. Or you know, <laughs> no, stop remaking movies. I'm so over the remakes. Mulan lost me when they got rid of Mushu. I'm excited to see Space Jam. I know it's totally off the subject, but I'm so excited to see Space Jam right now. I didn't like you know? what you posted about Space Jam. Oh, the um, figures? Yeah, don't. why are y'all comparing LeBron James to Michael Jordan? Like, let them be separate. No, I think if Michael Jordan was in this time, he would definitely be making as much as LeBron. You know, it just shows the elevation in the athlete, the money that's being made. Michael Jordan at his highest height is not yeah, making what LeBron that is making. Was, but that, okay, so But, what? I mean, of course, now, Mary yeah, he's Kay, a billionaire. But Mary Kay wasn't making as much off of makeup as Kylie Jenner is now, but that doesn't make take anything away from Mary Kay back then. Right, but comparing two guys who deal in the same sport. Nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Jordan fan. When it was him. I'm absolutely a Jordan fan. When it was fan. him, Pippen, yeah. and Rodman mm-hmm. against the little shorty shorts man. Right. That's when I got into it. I used to watch basketball with my like best friend in um, elementary school. Yeah, I remember so we talked about it. Yeah, you grew so up on basketball even, yeah, in Yeah, don't even eights. get me started. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm – no. Yeah. Bring in at let's bring both of them in mm-hmm. at the top of their performance and I'm sorry. Jordan's gonna eat LeBron alive. Right. So back yeah. to Bugs. We can't we can't we note. can't do we can't show <laughs> I wish we could. That would be a great match, you know, Jordan versus LeBron. Or even Kobe versus Jordan, because that happened. That at least happened. Oh yeah, that could that um, yeah. Before, so I'm I'm a huge Kobe fan, so I, I wish LeBron would have had that opportunity. I don't think Jordan would give him that opportunity because he don't want to say. That's not right. fair. He's old. But he got skills. So <laughs> he what? know things that LeBron may not know. You we know. were going completely off topic. <laughs> See, we didn't got all in basketball. It could be a crime if you ain't on this basketball tip. No, I don't even want to hear about it. No, Michael at, his, Michael at his prime will <clears throat> kill LeBron at his prime. I'm sorry. No hate on LeBron. Okay. But I'm a Michael fan, period. So, Bugsy died. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not at his death yet. <laughs> okay, so leading up to the Flamingo being developed, he has uh, Virginia Hill on his hip. Who's known yeah. as one of the elite, um, or in an elitist circle. Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think he was feeling at that time? Just he having was, all this pressure. He was feeling himself. That's what got him killed. Right. He was. He was mouthing off to the, you know, to the mob bosses. Mm-hmm. He, you know, it was reported that after, even after Meyer Lansky was like, "Hey, give him another chance." Mm-hmm. Um, he told him, like, go fuck off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get your money when I get you your money. And we're talking about the man who literally redesigned the mob. Like, he killed two people to get to where he was, and you're going to tell him, 
leave me alone. Mm -hmm. I'll get to you when I get to you. So he knew right then and there that he had messed up because they said that he increased security at the Flamingo. Mm -hmm. He didn't leave his Flamingo Fortress after what happened in New York. So did he stay in a home here? Did he purchase a home here or just his home was in the Flamingo? Yeah, he had okay. the um he had the penthouse. So okay. is that penthouse still here? No, okay. the only th um there's a a theater mm -hmm. like where they perform that's connected to the Flamingo. Mm -hmm. That's the only actual um part of the flamingo that's left okay you know it only had 75 rooms when it started that's it yeah well they didn't really need i guess too much at the no. time but because you had to have money at that time to travel to a city like las vegas right it's in the middle of nowhere it wasn't like southwest was like 15 frontier spirit airlines back then so now there was there was airplanes. I mean, it was for the rich and famous, but there was still airplanes. I mean, to get on an airplane was five bucks. Mm -hmm. um, there was an interview done by a, um, a waitress that was in the Flamingo mm -hmm. who actually questioned Bugsy because there was $11 missing out of her check. Okay. And she was like, hello, there's $11 missing out of my check. And one of the other guys that was near her, he was like, do you know what you just did? Like, do you know who you were talking to? She's like, no. Mm -hmm. And he told her. And then after he came back, she was, after she knew, she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And um, he was like, he, you know, gave her the $11, but he explained to her that the, because there was a storm or whatever, and she wasn't able to get out because it was storming right when the flamingo was supposed to open, mm -hmm. um, they had taken $11 out for her room that she was supposed to be using. Eleven dollars. It was just eleven dollars to stay at the Flamingo. Oh my goodness! Yes. I take prices the other day at different rooms, and this resort fees aren't even eleven dollars. Oh my $11. goodness, man, it's expensive these days. <laughs> yeah, so um, eleven dollars. Yeah, eleven dollars. So for sixteen dollars, I can catch a flight and yeah. get a hotel room. Yeah. In nineteen forty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to those days? I mean, not everything in those I, days, I but like the say. prices. I mean, like gas. We definitely want to be doing this cent. Uh, radio show right now. <laughs> <laughs> like gas, twenty-one cents back then. <laughs> no, my favorite is um, I like old movies, mm -hmm. and so the Easter Parade with Judy Garland, who was actually at the opening of the Flamingo. Mm -hmm. Um, she's in the Easter parade and I'm talking about she's got like a five pound steak. Mm. Like Porterhouse. Yes. Like <laughs> the fixings, everything. She mm. has a beer, a glass of milk, um, mashed potatoes. Like I'm talking about you go down to any strip in your parade. It was like 60, a T Rex dinosaur. Yes. And they were like Yeah, but that would do special. That'll be ten cents, ma'am. <laughs> Ten cents. Ten cents for all of that. So I can sixteen dollars and ten cent. I can fly to Vegas, get a <laughs> hotel room, and get a five course meal. Yeah. You know, in in nineteen forty seven. Well, the saying is too that um, you know people loved it when the mob was here because they comped stuff. Mm -hmm. So like after the flamingo, you know, of course, but be, uh, before they 
cut back on everything and you had to go through a background check and do all this kind of stuff to actually own a casino Mm -hmm. um the mob owned a lot of them they said about 90 percent of all of the the hotels on the strip back then were owned by the mob until they got pushed out but they said the comps back then were crazy um like everything was just so good Mm -hmm. and people loved when the mob was here for those reasons yeah when i first moved here i met a lady at um one of the local grocery stores and she said it was it was better baby when the mob you know was over the hotels and i guess she's meaning like the winds and the Howard Hughes, the big corporations that came in and, like you said, muscled the mobsters out yeah. of Las Vegas and changed the game. Yeah. And now we're suffering from that almost because everything is 1,000% on the strip. Yeah. <laughs> you pay like $9 for a double cheeseburger on the strip. Yeah. At McDonald's. I go to Wahlburgers. I don't know if you had them, but. No. Mm, yeah. Every time I go down there, I always get sucked into Fat Burger. Yeah, fat burgers in and out. Um, you know, it's like everybody's favorite. You can't even get, you know, right next to the flamingos in and out. Really? Um It's probably so know. expensive. No, it's not about being expensive, it's just waiting in line because the line is always wrapped around the building. Like you go that tonight in and out anywhere. Yeah, yeah. The special one on Sahara. That's that one stay. The one um by me and Henderson those people drive me nuts whenever I'm trying to go to the store. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about in and out people. Mm-hmm. They have to, like, as soon as the car moves three inches, they have to move up. Mm-hmm. And so they block the whole exit. They drive me nuts. Like, in and out people are crazy. Like, you're going to get your burger, dude. Chill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So we're going into the height of Bugsy Siegel's career um, as a monster, as a gangster, as this figure that was idolized all over um, the world, and then he's he's at the height of his life, and his side chick, and screws you him get over. shot by your side chick. No, what happened? So, um, like I said, they wanted to know like what was going on. Definitely, there was money missing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the flamingo was nice, mm-hmm. but there's definitely money missing. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't cost six million dollars to make. Um, so they want to know. So one show describes it as they make Virginia an offer that she can't refuse. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny because the offer was we throw acid in your face or you tell us what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, she took their offer and um, she tells them everything. And so basically then right then and there, they put a hit out for um, Bugsy. All the big guys get together. They have a meeting. They're like, yeah, bye. You've cost us $6 million. The only pro- They did make $350,000 profit, but that's not even half a million. Like, so, right. you're, I mean, you haven't even gotten to paying us back. I mean, in a casino, you have to keep money flowing through of it. So, really, that $350,000, like, you're regenerating that into these machines to, you know, to even have the people coming back. And so, um, I'm wondering, could he made the profit that he borrowed if he didn't embezzle the money? Yeah. Oh, if he's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel. He's stupid. If he would have just been legit, I mean, and okay, if you want to skim some money, like right, more than ten grand, really. Mm-hmm. You just it says you made millions selling drugs. 
you made millions doing this. You were able to even invest into the flamingo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're not hurt for money. I don't understand why he like why he did it, but you know, greed is the downfall of man. So, um, so was Virginia part of the the scheme to have him assassinated, or yeah, was it just her jealous it, rage? No, involuntarily. Okay. Because they saw her going to Switzerland all the time. So they used her and they threatened her. Mm -hmm. We're going to kill you. We're going to drop acid on your face if you don't tell us. And so he wouldn't leave his Flamingo Fortress. It's bulletproof. No one can get in. He hired extra people. So they used Virginia to get him out. So they have Virginia tell him, you know, meet me at the house so he has keys to her house he's there and he's having a conversation with one of the mob guys and um she isn't there mysteriously she had to go to europe last minute and so he's sitting there reading a paper talking to this guy and boom they kill bada him. bada bing bada boom yeah they kill him what did they assassinate him with do we know a gun was it do we know the caliber a big gun oh so like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just wondering because I'm trying <laughs> to picture it like because you would think a guy like that, he was sharp on his toes, but he didn't hear this assassin. But he was relaxed. He was just too relaxed. They yeah. said um, it shot him in the face. Oh, and wow. that was it. Did he have an open casket? Because I know he's buried in Hollywood Hills, right? I don't know. Okay. It said it was a $5,000 casket, but that was all she wrote. He was dead. And we were left with Vegas. Well, thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Las Vegas Crime Report. Make sure you follow us on all Instagram, IG, Twitter, Facebook, the Las Vegas Crime Report. Also, check us out on Hot 702.5 FM on Saturdays at 2 p.m. I am your host, Coach Carter, and this is my partner in crime, Mary Belf. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.